Welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, back here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, after discussing a lot of news, which we have this week, we'll be previewing tight ends for fantasy football next year. And we'll also be doing some bold takes on the show like we've been doing. Um, Going through our top 24 tight ends on today's show, the rankings, we'll give our analysis. Tight end position is always interesting. Talk about it a lot um, later on after we get through the news and bold takes. And then at the end of the show, we've got our final off-season mock draft. We're going to be using some different settings this year or, or for this mock draft, mainly one different setting, which we will discuss later on as well. A lot of teasers to start the show. But yeah, we'll be doing a mock draft, and um, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a new kind of thing that we haven't really discussed much on the show, but that we know a lot about. So Chris is here. Uh, we have a big announcement for the show, which again, I'll give you in a moment. I'm doing so many teasers, but Chris, you ready for episode number 80? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. Big announcement. Teaser number one revealed. We have reached 3000 downloads on this show. We're recording this show on Tuesday, five days before the, um, podcast drops. And we just hit 3000. We are at exactly 3,000, and it looks very immaculate. It is incredible. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for downloading with, um, our shows through 79 episodes. Let's divide 3,000 by 79 and see what we get. 38 downloads per episode. Incredible. Thank you all for do, uh, for listening, for checking us out. Uh, we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yep, thanks. Um, and, yeah, we've definitely grown a lot, I think, since March of 2020. Mm-hmm. I've... Uh, we're getting close to episode 100 in the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, like, got some follower, got some a bit of a following on Twitter as well at Calvin mm-hmm. underscore SGF, at Chris underscore SGF, at SGF Pod. A lot of fun stuff happening since we started the show. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. let's go. Let's do some. You ready for some news, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Lots of stuff to talk about today. And let's start with this. This news dropped just this morning. Rams running back Cam Akers is out for the year with a torn Achilles that he suffered in a workout. Cam Akers was my running back 10 before this news, and we have updated our rankings to um, take him out, obviously. Um, he's expected to be out for the year. He pretty much will be with that torn Achilles. But yeah, I had him as my running back 10. Chris had him as running back either 16 or 17. So this is huge, and we're going to have to see who the next man up will be in L.A. Because as of right now, as of this recording, we do not know if L.A. has signed anyone yet. The primary candidates seem to be, I mean, floated out there. Adrian Peterson, Todd Gurley, Devontae Freeman, maybe LaShawn McCoy. I doubt it. Uh, Or maybe they just stick with Daryl Henderson as their starter. But, Chris, what are your thoughts on this situation, and how much is the uh, starter for the Rams now worth? I mean, it's it's so sad because Cam Akers had one of the brightest futures, uh, not only for fantasy, but for the NFL. I mean, I was excited to see what he could do in this offense. And I mean, he was one of the big reasons why I had them as a, a sleeper Super Bowl contender. I think he's really talented and I thought he was uh, going to have a big breakout season this year. So really disappointing in that front. Um, sadly, he does drop out of everyone's rankings because he will be out for the season. But um, I mean, moving past that, I think that Daryl Henderson – has some potential. I just definitely think that they're going to be bringing in another back. Yes, Daryl Henderson will be the one or at least the one A, but uh, I think that they're going to try and bring in a guy, whether that's Adrian Peterson, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, and maybe even LaShawn McCoy. And so uh, I think that that's going to hurt them. Right now, I'm kind of trying to avoid the Rams backfield just because there's a lot of uncertainty, but uh, 
think the biggest hit is just Cam Akers. I mean, we lost a pretty much consensus top 16 back, I'd say. So really disappointing. I mean, he was a consensus borderline top 10. My 10 ranking was right like on the dot of where he was currently going. Um, A lot of people thought he even had top five potential, top three. Very sad to see. Chris, you have Daryl Henderson a bit higher than I do right now as your RB26. I don't like him at all. I think he's had a chance to prove what he could do in the NFL, and he's proven that it's not much. And he's just, while he has had some solid games, he it's sort of like the Chase Edmonds effect or the Mike Davis effect. You can have a few solid games on fresh legs when you're backing up someone and starting off or maybe beginning the season as the starter. But after a while, if you're not a good running back, you're not going to be able to consistently be efficient. And I also expect, like you said, Chris, I also expect this team to sign someone. So I currently have Daryl Henderson as my RB32. And I think after him, there's probably a teardrop to my RB33, Gus Edwards. But even so, like, he's not done much in the NFL. I don't expect him to be able to handle the workload the full season. I don't know if he's even going to be the starter at the end of the season. I feel like if they signed like Adrian Peterson, I feel like AP still has enough juice to where he could outplay Daryl Henderson for the job. It's I think AP would be my favorite signing here because I think that would make him a major, major value in drafts. Just like, just like what we saw last year with when Peterson, before he got cut for the football team, I was so excited for him. And I guess it never worked out because he got cut. And then Antonio Gibson became really good, but I would be excited for Adrian Peterson all over again if he gets signed with the Rams. And um, yeah, I think that's what I would hope. I think that's the favorite for me. That's who I would expect Mm -hmm. to go there. What do you think, Chris? Uh, Definitely. I think Adrian Peterson is the favorite for me as well. Uh, Right behind him, I'd probably have Todd Gurley. I think Le'Veon Bell, I've been hearing a lot of buzz. His name is going around, but I actually think he's the least likely right now. I don't think teams are going to want to deal with him. And I think they're going to, he's going to want too much money. Um, and then I've got LaShawn McCoy as a deep sleeper for that opportunity. I picked him up in fantasy just because he is that sleeper for me, but uh, it seems unlikely at this point that he'll be the guy, but you never know. Yeah. I mean, just trying to, I mean, if you can get a, a one of AP Gurley, Bell, or uh, even LaShawn McCoy, if none of them are available, go ahead and grab them in, in a dynasty or not necessarily dynasty league, but a redraft league or any kind of league because they could end up being a solid, you know, one B to Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, yeah, a very sad situation with Akers, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Feel bad for the person who has him in our Dynasty League and in the uh, our our own each Scott Fishbowl divisions, which have already drafted. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's b- very, very tough blow. But I don't expect a- a- Henderson to be some sort of game changer. I think the injury to Akers, though, really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so more crazy news. We haven't talked news in weeks on the show, but we've got two more things to discuss. Aaron, according to Adam Schefter, Aaron Rodgers turned down a two-year extension that would have made him the NFL's highest paid player and uh, would have kept him in Green Bay for several more seasons on top of what he already, the contract he already has. This was confirms a report from early in the offseason by The Athletic that he declined an extension to make the him the highest played fa- player and highest paid player in football. So presumably the two-year extension was something like two years and $100 million. Because Mahomes is currently getting $45 million a year. that's He's the highest paid player in football. Uh, Rodgers probably would have gotten somewhere around $50 million for two years. That's an incredible amount of money to turn down. I think it's clear that it's not about money for him. That's what Schefter has said. And this makes it less likely that he's going to play next year. I don't really – I don't think I, – I was sort of leaning towards maybe he will play based on his good-natured comments in the match. But this is sort of bringing it back down to unlikely status for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, 
it's disappointing. I'd still definitely say it's in favor that he returns, but uh, it's every day it seems like there's a piece of news that makes it, it ticks that chance down a little bit. And I think eventually at some point I'm going to start thinking that it's unlikely. But for now, I'm still uh, hopeful that he'll come back. But uh, yeah, it's definitely disappointing just that they haven't worked something out yet. Because I mean, the Packers have built everything around Aaron Rodgers. They've restructured things and they've given Aaron Rodgers a chance to go compete for the championship. It would be extremely surprising to me if he doesn't return and it would definitely screw up the uh, Packers' plans. But I mean, anything can happen. And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play, I mean, he can definitely avoid it. He could even retire. So uh, a very interesting situation here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's and I think, um, I mean, if you think he's going to be, you think you're eventually going to think I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like the same as you, where it eventually will seem unlikely. I mean, clearly you think there's still a better than 50% chance he comes back, but mm-hmm. I think it's going to just, yeah, it's going to be like un- more unlikely and more unlikely as it goes to the beginning of the season. Uh, it will give fantasy uh, analysts a chance to correct rankings of him that are too high, but I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play next year, at least at the beginning of the season. I think he's going to miss some time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we've talked about that a lot on the show. Last piece of news. Steelers sign edge rusher Melvin Ingram to a one-year contract. It feels like every year there's a few defensive players who are good but a little bit older who just stay out and don't get signed for a while. But this is a great signing for Pittsburgh to replace Bud Dupree, who went to the Titans. Um, yeah, I think this solidifies their status as the top defense in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, this – team just continues to build up their defense and uh, yeah, some people try and fit in other defenses, but I'm pretty certain that this team should be the number one fantasy defense. And that's where I have them. Yep. We both have them ranked there right now. You can check out our defense rankings and everything on the site. Oh, we actually, uh, sorry. I have the Rams one spot higher, but, uh, oh, okay. I think it them as top two. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just have to go with the Steelers. Their production was so unmatched. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I, I do, you, you can check out our defense rankings, kicker rankings, and rankings for all the other more important positions on the website, sites or sites.google.com slash view slash second goal fantasy. But now we have the link in the description, a link tree. So link tr.ee slash SGF pod. Pretty easy mm-hmm. to find there. So, and then just yep. click on our website, you'll find it. And the full link is typed out in the description for you Spotify listeners so that you don't have to like wonder what's under the link that you can't click. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So let's go to bold takes. This is, I think, uh, this is number six, I believe, uh, for our bold takes. So we're halfway through, Chris. Uh, do you think you still got a few more left, or are you running out of good bold takes to make? I am starting to run out, but uh, I, I like mine that I have here. Okay, I think we'll be able to make it to 10. Uh, I, mm-hmm. At least I think I will, although they might get a little bit less spicy as we get late. But we've got mm-hmm. some spicy ones so far, and you can go back to each of the previous five episodes to hear them. My bold take is Jamar Chase will lead the Bengals receivers in fantasy. That's not a bold take. What is, is that he will be a top 15 receiver overall next year. This is going to happen. Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow at LSU was an incredible connection. And as such, I mean, first of all, Jamar Chase sat out the 2020 season, so we didn't get to see what he could do. But he was able to prepare himself for the draft, become a more polished receiver overall. Uh, which maybe lifts some worries on some slight inconsistencies you might see on his film, although there really isn't much to critique. Joe Burrow requested this guy over one of the best tackle prospects we've seen in years in Penny Sewell. 
He requested him at the number five overall pick and the Bengals selected him despite having two solid wide receivers in T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Jamar Chase in 2019, 84 receptions for 1,780 yards and 20 touchdowns, 21.2 yards per catch. This is incredible explosiveness. He will be open on deep balls. He is just T Higgins, but a better deep ball receiver and more dominating on the outside. In my eyes, like this is pretty much everything you want in a receiver, six foot one, 200 pounds, good build there. And I expect chase to be unlike most other rookie receivers and take the majority of the targets or the target lead in week one, because he's got that connection with his quarterback. This Bengals offense will be a lot better next year. I think Joe Burrow is going to be great. And I think Jamar chase will too. Uh, give me him as a top 15 receiver in, um, yeah, I, in yeah. redraft. Yeah, I love these rookie receivers and the fact that they've played with quarterbacks in the past. I mean, Devontae Smith has played with uh, Jalen Hurts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tua Tagovailoa has played with Jalen Waddle, And then Joe Burrow has played with Jamar Chase. And I think that instant chemistry is going to be really helpful for all three of those guys going into this year. So this is one of the – I mean, I've never been this excited, I don't think, for a rookie wide receiver class. So really excited to see what they can do. And definitely, I really like uh, Jamar Chase. And I definitely think he will lead the Bengals in receiving. Maybe not for the first five weeks, but I think – even in those first five weeks, he'll still be there because Burrow is going to love that chemistry that they already have. And I think eventually uh, he'll develop into that number one receiver. I'm not ready to say top 15 just because there are a lot of other targets in this offense. And I think they're going to want to involve Joe Mixon a lot too. But uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely a real possibility. Yep. But yeah, that's interesting. Um, you did. I hadn't even thought of that. You're right. That Jalen Hurts did play with Devonta Smith in, uh, I guess, 2018 and 2019 at Alabama before he transferred to Oklahoma. And I mean, in 2018, he actually barely did not play that much and neither in, in 2017, he played a little bit more, but yeah, he still did play with Devonte Smith, at least some. So that is a good point that uh, we should not forget. So yeah, yeah uh, that's my bull take. Um, I'm excited for Jamar Chase next year. My Scott Fishbowl trio of Kenny Galladay, Jamar Chase, and Devonte Smith is just makes me so, so happy. And I might make a bull take about Devonte Smith in some of the next few episodes because I have him ranked. Uh, quite a few spots higher than where he is on consensus. I have him as my wide receiver 30. So Mm -hmm. Chris, what's your bold take? My bold take is that Dallas Goddard will finish as a top five tight end next year. Oh, I don't like it. Explain. Calvin doesn't like it, but uh, I think the targets are going to be there. I expect him to develop into a solid number one. And uh, I mean, you've seen coach Nick Sirianni use tight ends in the past too. Uh, He gave Jack Doyle a ton of targets. So, I mean, I think there's definitely a, a big possibility here that he uh, takes the next step forward. I mean, I saw him taking over the targets last year, and uh, he was a really great red zone target as well. I expect that to continue, and I think that Jalen Hurts is going to be need a secure number one wide receiver or a, a secure pass catcher because it's sad as it is. I mean, Devontae Smith coming in as a rookie is really the only good receiver, and I mean, as much as I love Devontae Smith, it is a little bit shaky that he's just a rookie and he's already their number one. Um, I think that Dallas Goddard is going to be that kind of consistent pass catcher that Jalen Hurts is going to need to look at a lot. And so um, I like him from that standpoint. And then, I mean, TJ Hawkinson was definitely up there in consideration for passing him, but uh, I just trust Goddard's workload a little bit more and I trust his role in that offense. Um, And yeah, so, I mean, I'm just excited for what uh, Goddard's going to do next year. I'm excited too, but I just don't see why you can rank him. I feel like he has to be number seven. For me, he's my tight end seven in his own tier because the top six guys are just elite talents who, I mean, we know Dallas Goddard is a good athlete, but they either have more guaranteed target share because Jalen Hurts is like a dual threat QB, 
more guaranteed target share or just superior athletes. Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, George Kittle, and Kyle Pitts. And uh, you could argue Mark Andrews are all superior athletes. Uh, Mark Andrews, though, we know he will be the clear number one in that offense in Baltimore. Uh, Dallas Goddard might not be. It might be Devontae Smith. And then TJ Hawkinson, we know, will be the number one in Detroit. And here's a stat that I found, or I didn't find it. I saw it on Twitter. This could either help or hurt your case, depending on how you see it, Chris. Because if you think Dallas Goddard can get this amount of targets, I think it would really help your case. But I think the guys ahead of him, like the guys you have behind him, TJ Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts, especially Hawkinson, really have a case at that target share. And then Kyle Pitts is just an incredible athlete. Um, This is from Kevin Tompkins on Twitter at KTompkinsII. Uh, He says, since 2012, a total of 28 tight ends have reached 115-plus targets in a season. Only one of the 28 finished worse than tight end 5.5 PPR. Also, another tweet, since 2012, 17 tight ends have reached 125-plus targets in a season. Only three finished worse than tight end 3. If you believe Dallas Goddard can get 115 targets, or I guess if we're saying 17-game season, you could say 123 targets, then, yeah, he could be easily a top-5 tight end. I just don't see it happening. Jalen Hurts is not going to throw the ball enough for that target share I mean, to be. He's going to get maybe 100. I think maybe 100 targets is reasonable for Dallas oh, Goddard. Wait, are we I talking think, about targets or receptions? Targets. I think that's reasonable for Goddard. I think Hawkinson is a guy who has that target ceiling, and Pitts is just such an athletic monster that I don't Calvin, understand why you can have Dallas last Goddard. Last year, or Calvin, two years ago when, uh, when Dallas Goddard played the most games, he played in 15 games, only started in nine of them. He had 87 targets. Okay, I mean, but that was with a different quarterback. That was with Carson Wentz, who in one of his best seasons, or I guess you said... Last year only started half the games. He had 65 targets. Okay, I mean, think what you... I mean, again, that was still... This is not... I, I know Carson Wentz wasn't good last year, but... I'm Jalen Hurts is a they have they didn't have Devonta Smith last year first of all Jalen Rager could easily take a step up Jalen Hurts is a run first QB maybe okay yeah I mean a hundred is definitely a baseline projection but I'm not I don't see that target share and maybe he will put up some numbers but again it's just more about the guy again I do like him it's more about the guys ahead of him so I mean I guess you are you are making a pretty solid case for him for sure but I'm still not changing my mind he's tight end seven. It's just the guys ahead of him for me are too good to pass up on for Dallas Goddard. But uh, so I mean, in in two of the three games or in in one game, uh, I think this was Goddard's like one game. Dallas Goddard had an off game, but in the last two games of the season, Dallas Goddard had 17 targets. Last two games. That's okay. Too small of a sample size, but sure. Like With I, he, Hurts, he can he can get targets he can for sure and that leads into the discussion I mean a lot of people including me support the locking up your elite tight end early strategy just because it's so hard to get guys late but I think if you're gonna trust a middle tier tight end or guy being drafted there it has to be Dallas Goddard after the top seven there's not a single tight end like if you're not getting one of the top six or getting d- tight ends first of all don't reach on Dallas Goddard but you could feel free to draft him in my opinion, but if you don't get one of the top seven, do not da- draft a tight end and reach on a guy like Mike Gesicki or Noah Fant. It's just setting a pick on fire. It's not worth mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's at least there's seven guys that I could, seven guys I'd be comfortable with as my tight end. Dallas Goddard, the least comfortable, but I don't think he's in the tier of Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts and TJ Hawkinson. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. But you do. I, I, I guess I can see it. It's not quite as bad as I originally thought. 
Um, but I mean, I guess that's the point of a bold take. So I don't mind it. All right. Um, tight end preview. We just talked tight ends. Number one guy is Travis Kelsey. And I think this is very, very clear for redraft. The interesting part is where you can draft Kelsey overall. Does I think he belongs in the first round, Chris, just because of the positional advantage he provides. We've already talked about how much more Travis Kelsey scores than any other tight end in the league. We've already talked about how having Travis Kelsey means you don't have to draft a second tight end. And that also means that you don't have to, um, you, uh, you don't have to use up additional roster space on a guy and you can instead pick up a good waiver wire pickup and an RB or wide receiver. Travis Kelsey last year scored uh, 3.9 more fantasy points per game than the next highest scoring tight end, Darren Waller. Uh, he, George Kittle only played seven games, but he outscored George Kittle by 4.4 fantasy points per game, outscored Mark Andrews, the next highest tight end, by 6.9 fantasy points per game, Robert Tunyon by 7.9. The number five average scoring tight end, Travis Kelsey outscored by 7.9 fantasy points per game, per game. That is a huge amount. He belongs in the first round just because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Um, yeah, I, I would say back of the first round, but we can, I think, move on to tight end two. Is there a case to be made for Travis Kelsey going before any wide receiver? I think there is just, I think there wide receivers is. are yeah. always so deep and especially deep this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Especially in tight end premium in tight end premium. I don't think there's an argument against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to tight end two. For me, it's Darren Waller. Is it the same for you, Chris? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Waller has a higher Waller Waller has a higher target potential than George Kittle. I think Kittle's the better athlete, and he probably has the slight edge in terms of deep balls. But with Brandon Ayuk, with Debo Samuel, uh, in George Kittle's offense, and with that committee of running backs that they're going to use, uh, versus Darren Waller, who is next challenger is John Brown, who I like, but Chris doesn't. Let's be honest, Darren Waller is the number one target in that offense. George Kittle could be the number one, but by a slim margin. It's uh, harder for me. George Kittle also has more injury risk. He's gotten hurt multiple times in his career, and we know he's a tough guy, but there are some that you just can't play through, like that fractured cuboid Uh bone. Darren Waller's more durable. I will take him. I think George Kittle, there's an argument to be made that maybe George Kittle has slightly higher upside, but if there is any slight higher upside for George Kittle, I don't think it's enough uh, to make me take him over Darren Waller. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nine number three is Kittle. Is that for you as well? Mm-hmm. Yep. Kittle's number three for me. Yeah, I think that's a solid ranking. Again, great athlete. Number four, my man, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, when tight ends are going early in a draft, this is the guy I will fall back on because sometimes he slips a little bit. Uh, the, I, like I said, I think TJ Hawkinson has target potential in that offense. I think he could get 123 targets. I think he could, uh, which would basically lock him in as a top five tight end. I think he could definitely get, it's possible he gets 133, 134 targets, whatever the pace is that would need to make him a top three tight end or basically guarantee by that stat that we just read. Then I know he has bad quarterback play. I know they're not going to be scoring much, but when you're the only red zone threat, you can get touchdowns despite your offense being bad. James Robinson got some touchdowns last year. It wasn't the most, I believe I need to look it up. I think he had nine touchdowns. That's not crazy. But it's not horrible either. It's not like he had like one like CEH did, uh, which is kind of interesting given that CEH plays for the Chiefs. But like if you're the only red zone threat in an offense, you can still get touchdowns. And James Robinson had seven rushing and three receiving. So, yes, he actually had 10 touchdowns last year. So I like Hawkinson a lot. 
I don't think you like him as much, Chris, but do you still see the upside though? I feel like he's mm-hmm. very similar to Dallas Goddard. Yeah, definitely. He's your tight end six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do have him as my tight end six. Uh, actually, I have Mark Andrews as my tight end four, but back to TJ Hawkinson. I mean, he's a really interesting player, Calvin, because I think that he does have, have a, he's going to have a huge role in that offense, but Calvin, he was outpaced by Dallas Goddard almost got a target more than him on a per game basis last year. That was when the um, the Eagles have added Devontae Smith and not lost anyone at receiver. The Giant or the Lions lost Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Yeah, but the, but he also has way worse quarterback play with uh, going from Matthew way Stafford worse. to Jared Goff. I don't know if Jared Goff qualifies. And, as and way when have worse. we ever seen Jared Goff throw to the tight end? I mean, he does. It's not like he uh, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby was good in 2019 at the end of the year. Um, he just, they stopped running that formation as much. They started running, uh, they stopped running, they stopped putting Tyler Higby on the field as much last year. And that was just, they started kind of changing their offense up a little bit, but, um, I can look at tight end targets by team. And, um, I mean, Jared Goff, it's not, you don't, don't think Jared Goff would want to throw to the tight end. Jared Goff is terrible against the blitz. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, at a in a 17 game season with what Dallas Goddard did last season, he was on pace for 126 targets. Okay, I mean, sure, it's possible. That's but more than they, enough for me to constitute putting him as a uh, as a as tight end five. Uh, Rams were 14th in tight end targets last year, even with tight ends not being on the field as much for them in 2019. The Rams were fourth. So yes, Jared Goff does throw to the tight end. But when has a tight end ever been successful in his offense? Tyler Higby at the end of the season. They had both Higby and Everett whenever it was out. Games. Tyler, so no, five games, Goddard Tyler Higby was the tie fantasy tight end one, or at least tight end two behind Travis. In in what? In the last five games? Of 2019, yes. Yeah, but then you discount Dallas Goddard's big spurt at the end of last season. Like That was two games, and I'm not going to completely discount it. I'm just saying I think TJ Hawkinson has more target potential than Dallas Goddard. Remember, Zach uh, Ertz is still there, by the way, just so you know. Yeah, but I mean, I think we can both agree that Dallas, Zach Ertz is going to get traded or he's not going to have a big role in that offense. Yeah, but I mean, still, it's something. My tight end five is Mark Andrews. He's your tight end four, so why don't you talk about him since you have him ranked higher? Oh, definitely. I really like Mark Andrews next year Um, with Lamar Jackson. I'm re- actually really glad that they got another receiver because, yes, it might take off a few targets from Mark Andrews, but I think it's going to allow him to get downfield a little more and uh, find the red zone more because teams aren't going to be so focused on him. Uh, so that makes me excited for him. And uh, I think that Lamar Jackson might be able, I think with some offseason work, he could take the next step in terms of his passing. And uh, I expect Lamar to come back uh, nice and strong this coming year. And I think that with him, Mark Andrews is going to come as well. He's, he's Mark Andrews is Lamar's favorite target. And Bateman and Tylen Wallace aren't by any means some incredible wide receivers. Like they're not going to necessarily change this receiving core. I mean, we haven't even seen them play. So um I'm still fully confident that Mark Andrews is the number one there and that he's the most talented pass catcher. So um, in that offense, I'm, I think that he's going to have a very successful season. Yeah, I'm super excited as well. I think Andrews' yards per catch will exceed that of TJ Hawkinson's. But, I mean, with the addition of the receivers, it's just the target share is going to be big enough difference to where I would put Andrews barely behind TJ. Uh, okay. My number six is Kyle Pitts. I think your Kyle Pitts is no, no, your number seven because you have Goddard at five. Uh, I like Kyle Pitts a lot. 
So does everyone else. Incredible athlete out of Florida, six foot six, incredible dominating red zone weapon who can line up outside or in the tight end, regular tight end role. He will produce immediately in year one. And now that Julio's gone, he can play in that elite tier of tight ends. Kyle Pitts has potential to put up um, numbers similar to what George Kittle put up a couple of years ago in year one. It's not, not saying it's going to happen. I don't think it will happen, but it definitely could. He's just that good. Kyle Pitts is going to be great. And especially in dynasty. All right. Well, that ends the um the fun tier. I have Dallas Goddard as tight end seven. So let's talk about the uh, tight ends that you really shouldn't be drafting. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I just want to say something. By the way, my tiers. Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, George Kittle, one tier. Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, another tier. And then Hawkinson and then Pitts may be included in that Hawkinson tier. Not sure yet. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Why is Travis Kelsey not in his own hey, tier? I'd say pick, uh, Pitts falls into more the uh, Pitts falls into the tier with uh, Higby for me. Wow, well that's bold. Uh, and I'm moving. I'm moving a Gesicki down one, so that's why I forgot oh, I to see. make that edit. Okay, well Travis Kelsey. Why is Travis Kelsey not in his own tier though? Hmm? You said Travis Kelsey was in the tier with Waller and Kittle. Uh, because I, I think I still constitute that I, I put those three together or I, at least Kelsey's in a tier with Waller. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, 3.9 more fantasy points per game last year says all you need to know. I feel like I feel like they got, I, I don't know. I guess I, I don't really care that much, but I mean, I feel like Travis Scott has got to be in his own tier. Waller should be picked early as well, especially oh, in tight Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that. Do we need to talk about that news? <laughs> no. Okay, wait. What was that actually true? I never even checked to say see if that was. He said true. it on on a podcast that his name is not pronounced Travis Kelsey like everyone thought it is. It is oh my gosh, that's whoa! Yeah, that's so weird. It's actually, but that we used to say. I thought people said it with like that. It's like Travis Kels, and then changed it to Kelsey. Travis. Okay, guys. For those who don't know, Travis Kelsey has informed the world that the correct pronunciation of his name is Travis Kels. Mm-hmm. And it feels, I'm not saying it like that. I refuse. Mm-hmm. I already got, tri- like, I literally used to say Kels. Then I was like, someone was like, it's Kelsey. And I was like, oh, Kelsey. And then now I say Kelsey. I'm not going back. Can never <sighs> go back to that life. The Kels life. So does that mean it's also Jason Kels? His brother, the center for the Eagles? Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. All right, let's move on. Tight end eight, Mike Gesicki. Gasicki showed a rapport with Tua last year. He actually put up quite a few good fantasy weeks, but now that team has got um, Will Fuller, they got Jalen Waddle. Can't trust that inconsistent of a target share in with a bad quarterback. It's just it's going to be impossible to know when to start him, and you're probably going to have him benched for a lot of his actually good weeks. This is why it's setting a pick on fire because even if they end up scoring points, and it's like, whoa, Mike Gasicki finishes the tight end eight. I should have drafted him. No, you shouldn't have because he probably only put up like just a few top 12 weeks all season. And then you weren't able, it's like a Tyler Lockett effect. Same with Noah Fant at number nine with a uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy, uh, Javante there as well. Um, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, they're not going away. Noah Fant can't be too good either. Same with Evan Ingram who yes, led his team in targets last year. He's at number 10. I like him, but they have Kenny Galladay. They have Darius Tony. Uh, they still have Sterling Shepard. It's just, too much. I can't do it. Rob Gronkowski, same deal with A.B. Evans, Godwin, Irv Smith, same deal. Run first offense with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I could go on and on, but that's my top 12. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, it goes after Pitts at seven is Higby, Gesicki, Herb Smith Jr., who I'm excited about. I think he has a lot of potential next year. No fan. And then uh, Robert Tunyon snuck in there just because mm-hmm. uh, right now with Aaron Rodgers coming back, Tunyon, I mean, yes, there's going to be a ton of regression, but I can't discount what he did. And I think that people are trying to do that a little bit too much. I mean, he was incredible at the end of the season. So uh, I have him at tight end 12. That 21% touchdown rate is ridiculous, though. Mm-hmm. it really was but i mean i if that's what his role is going to be i'm fine with that and aaron Rodgers like to use him in that role so uh i i'm i feel safe putting him at 12 because okay. yes he's going to have some off games where he doesn't score a touchdown or something and he's going to be bad but i think he's going to have some massive games that are going to be i mean and especially at the tight end position i'm a little bit more okay with drafting some inconsistent players because uh i feel like that big boom from your tight end can really push you over the edge against some teams so uh I like that because I think that you can still win without having a huge game from your tight end. But uh, sometimes that tight end, like Tanya, if he scores, catches two or maybe even three touchdowns, that could put you over the edge. So that's what I like about him. Well, first of all, I just don't think Rodgers is going to play the whole season or at all. Even if he does, his touchdowns are statistically likely to be cut from 48 to, if he regresses to a normal touchdown rate, two-thirds of what he had last year or less. That won't be good for Robert Tanya's 11 touchdowns. And when I say he had a 21% touchdown rate, that was not on his uh, targets, which it is for quarterbacks. It includes all their attempts. Robert Tunyon scored on 21% of his – well, I guess – oh, no, this is less impressive. Never mind. Uh, well, that wasn't a good argument. Whatever. It, 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 it counts catches, so it means – wait, no, never mind. No. Oh, no, scoring on 21% of your targets is much more crazy than 21% of your catches. So never mind. He scored on 21% of his catches last year is what I meant to say. That's still an absolute ton. That's not happening again. And I don't, again, just with the uncertainty about Aaron Rodgers, I can't do it right now. Um, Tunyon is currently my tight end 17. Two. He's just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you, so wait, did you say your whole top 12? Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is really, really difficult. Um, number 13, Gerald Everett is a guy who I actually really think is a good sleeper next year. You can get him basically for free at the end of your draft. So if you're punting tight end, that's a guy to go look at. Russell Wilson will need someone to throw to you underneath with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett stretching the field. They're not just going to throw that way every time like they did last year. They know it doesn't work anymore. With Dwayne Eskridge there too and Chris Carson and the run first offense they're expected to use, it's going to be tough for Gerald Everett to have consistent targets. But, I mean, hopefully his underneath role will be consistent enough to where he can be started sometimes. I don't know. Uh, Jared Cook at number 14. I mean, if he's a shell of what Hunter Henry was, was, he could be all right. Hunter Henry's gone. Jared Cook is there. They haven't made many other additions at receiver except getting Josh Palmer. Logan Thomas at 15. He was good at the end of last year. But, again, they added Curtis Samuel. They added Deami Brown. added Adam Humphreys. And Ryan Fitzpatrick does not throw to the tight end as much. We saw Mike Kosicki really struggle with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's going to be hard for Logan Thomas to carve out a role. Higby at 16, same thing. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods also there. Um, maybe he can get some more targets from Matthew Stafford. In fact, I might move him up a bit. But And then Tunyon at 17 for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I love your Gerald Everett pick, and I'm really annoyed, Calvin, because it feels like the whole fancy community is starting to catch up on Gerald Everett. I mean, mm-hmm. I was on to him when I heard that he wasn't coming back to the Rams. I was super excited for him. Um, I'd heard an, in NFL insiders talking about that he was one of the most actually coveted tight ends in this league, and I knew that he was going to find himself a good spot, and that's what he did with the Seahawks. So I'm a little bit annoyed that everyone's catching on to my secret at this point. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really excited about Gerald Everett. I put him in my sleepers. Uh, Five weeks ago, I had him there. 
and uh, I'm still very, very excited about what he's going to do. I mean, he's incredibly talented, and um, um, that's why I have him. I have him as my tight end 14. I do have Logan Thomas at tight end 13 because uh, I like him also. But, man, I love Gerald Everett next year, and uh, I'm really excited for what he can do in that offense. And, I mean, we saw what Will Disley did that one season. I think that Gerald Everett can have a similar thing. Um, his highlights are incredible. His film is really good. So, uh, and they paid him $6 million to be here this year. Yeah, exactly. So uh, really excited for him. He's definitely a guy to watch out to maybe climb up my rankings from 14. Mm-hmm. 15, I've got Evan Ingram. And that's, I don't want to give up on him yet because his target share is so big. But if he can just learn to catch the ball consistently, he, he'll be really good. That's why I have him at 15. 16, I have Adam Trotman, who is now the clear number one in New Orleans. So really excited for him. Um, we know that Drew Brees, or not Drew Brees, the uh, Saints, love to use their tight ends in the red zone. And so uh, I expect him to have a big role there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, uh, by the way, rankings update. Speaking of moving up, moved up Tyler Higby to tight end eight. I don't know why I had him at 16. I realized, and especially since this offense isn't going to be so run first, oh, yeah, I, I feel like I would take well. Tyler Higby over everyone in that um, crazy tier, like behind that. So yeah, I liked, I, I'm liking Tyler Higby as well. So yeah, but Adam Troutman, you're right. With Michael Tom behind Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, there's no option there, so he could be a good red zone option. He's my tight end 18 currently. Haven't seen it from him yet, which is my one concern. But he is the only tight end that's really even there. Then I have Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, the Patriots duo. Give me Jonu Smith over Henry because of his after the catch ability, but they're pretty close for me. Then Blake Jarwin at RB 21, he could be or tight end 21. Probably limited by Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup, but if he can take over from Dalton Schultz, maybe he's okay. Then Austin Hooper at tight end 22, limited target share in that run first Browns offense with OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Cole Komet at our uh, tight end 23. Hard for me to like him because we don't know if he's going to start above Jimmy Graham next year. And then they still have Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. Then our tight end 24, Eric Ebron. It's impossible to like him. Get him because maybe he'll score the occasional touchdown, but they drafted Pat Fryermuth, a tight end in the second round of the draft. They have Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, and Najee Harris, who's going to be a workhorse and catch some passes. So, no, mm-hmm. don't even Yeah, I have Ebron at 19, but that's just because I feel like, I, I mean, out of that group behind him, I feel like he's the one I can actually trust the most because <laughs> we saw that he could get some targets in that offense last year. But, uh, yeah, definitely not a player I'm excited about. I think after – Tight end 16, that's where I try and get a tight end before tight end 16. Because after that, I've got Gronk at 17. Uh, very risky, but definitely a very high-risk, high high-reward player. I've got Johnny Smith at 18. Ebron at 19, like I said, and Hunter Henry at 20. I have those two, Smith at 18 and Henry at 20. I think that Smith is has a better chance to uh, get some bigger plays, but I think that Henry is going to be a little bit more consistent as well. I just think they're both going to cut into each other's work a lot, and that's going to make them not as fantasy relevant as some people want them to be. 21, I've got Blake Jarwin, hopefully hoping for a nice pre- rebound, but I am worried with that torn ACL, um, how he's going to come back from that. Austin Hooper at 22. Cole Komet at 23, who I'm starting to like a little bit more. I mean, I'm really not – I don't. I'm not very high on Jimmy Graham. I don't think that he'll be the starter for long, and so I think that Komet could carve out a nice role, especially if Justin Fields adopts well and starts using his tight end a lot. I mean, we saw him use – a Ruckert a lot at Ohio State, so maybe he'll like to have that safety valve tight end. And then uh, at 24, I have Jared Cook because somehow he always finds my rankings and uh, <laughs> a deep sleeper. Yeah, I have Jared Cook actually again a lot higher. You like you heard our uh, tight end 15, even at 34, maybe he'll still do something. 
That was actually a pretty quick episode. We're done with tight ends. Oh, wait, never mind. We're not done with the episode. Uh, this will be a normal length episode because we've got a mock draft, but we are done with tight ends for now. Next week, we've got the, um, <laughs> wait, I can't believe I thought we were done with the episode. Forgot the best part. Uh, next week, the um, full-on fantasy preview is what we're doing, Chris. You excited mm-hmm. for that? Over, we're going to yeah, go over the big you. questions from each position, sleepers, bus, values, all of it. You excited? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, mock draft. I always like check the notes right before the episode when I think it's going to end, and then I'm always like, not always, but uh, I probably should check them more often than Mm-hmm. Well, I do check yeah. them. I did look at them, but I was just throughout the tight end preview. I was just looking at my rankings on the website. So I just, uh, you know, completely passed over it, but yeah, I've got the mock draft all set up and everything. So we don't need to set it up at all. Um, so Chris, you can get in while I pull up a random number generator today. The, um, the format that we're going to be doing, the main change is going to be super flex. We are doing super flex drafting. Um, so that means you can flex a quarterback. The positions are one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, two flexes, a super flex, and three bench spots. So this is interesting. Um, I guess we're going to play it. I don't know if it makes a difference, but we're going to play a six point as if it's six point per passing touchdown, which has become the more popular thing in which our league recently switched to. So, yeah, I guess, Chris, you ready to go? It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. your pick is you get pick number 12 on the turn. I will get pick number seven in the middle. This is going to be Wait. interesting for a super flex. We'll see. What are your thoughts on pick 12, Chris? Um, I'm okay with it. It's tough because it's not third round reversal, but I, I can work with it. Yeah, that's true. Not third round reversal on like the Scott Fishbowl. Um, but yeah, we've done a lot of super flex mocks for that, for the Scott Fishbowl. So um, yeah, we're going to do that. So you'll see quarterbacks going very, very early. I don't know if sleepers rankings might even be a little bit more generous towards running backs. Actually, maybe not. Um, they're pretty solid overall, but, um, and it's not always, these guys don't go in the same order. And also, by the way, Cam Akers is still ranked as 19. So he may uh, go early. So just if that happens, it, it's not switched up yet. So unfortunately, so the Akers and Henderson mm-hmm. thing is not going to be taken into account, but obviously we're not going to draft him. First yep. pick is Dalvin Cook. See, that's what the AI does sometimes, switches up. Then McCaffrey, Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Derrick Henry. And it is my pick. Ooh. Oh, this kind of got a bad draw here. Yeah, the top three running backs and the top tier of quarterbacks kind of went. So now what do I want? I guess I think I'm going to take Lamar Jackson. I Jackson has slowly been creeping up and up for me. I feel like his passing will be a lot more efficient this year than it was last year. And he might rebound some of that passing fantasy work where he now can make his rushing more efficient because he is a threat with his arm. I mean, he always was, but he will be more. And uh, when he has bad rushing games, maybe sometimes he can turn in a good performance. I'll take Lamar. Uh, next goes Johnny Taylor, Camara, Barkley, Dak Prescott. Ooh. Ooh. And Travis Kelsey's fallen right into my lap. And uh, I'm, Definitely. Wait, are we playing tight end premium? Uh, there was no option for it, so I assume no. So, mm. oh, that makes, gives me a tough pick here. You could grab Nick Chubb or Zeke. You could take. Remember, this is Sleeper Flex redraft, so Zeke is a good option here. Actually, uh, Justin Herbert still there. You can get. You've got two picks, so. Mm-hmm. You know. I think I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and grab. Nick Chubb is one of my picks. My number five RB. Very happy okay. about that. Maybe is it Zeke? PPR? Uh, I don't know. I guess let's just play it like half because it didn't have an option. Okay, yeah, I, I assume it's half. 
Okay, Nick Chow and hmm. I'm between Zeke or Zeke and Kelsey here. Ooh, tough pick. If it were me, I would go with my running back four, Ezekiel Elliott. I've got some RBs I think that will actually ooh, this is tough. Well, I have pick three, the three twelve. That's number thirty six. Let me see if there's an RB I like around there. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hope that an RB goes ahead and falls to me, um, and then I'll probably select the QB up there too. Maybe I think I'm gonna go ahead and grab Travis Kelsey. Yeah, tough draw for you, but you made most of it. Tyree Kill, Zeke, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. Now it's my pick. I'm disappointed that Zeke went. Cam Akers is currently ranked as the best on the board, but obviously we know he's not. Uh, Justin Herbert is still here, but I feel like there's a lot of guys in these rankings going later that I value very similarly to Herbert. So I'll take my new RB10 now that Akers is gone. Antonio Gibson. Um, I feel like if he gets past his toe injury, like if we heard he was fully healthy, I would have put him ahead of Akers because he's such an incredible pass catcher and great between the tackles. He was great last year. Next goes Justin Herbert, Cam Akers. Oh, that guy has a bad team. <laughs> team five, Russell Wilson, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Brown, Najee Harris, George Kittle, D.K., Austin Eckler, DeAndre Self, Calvin Ridley, my wide receiver one, goes one pick before me. So uh, I wonder if that Akers guy will pick Daryl Henderson. My pick now, I've still got one of my top 12 running backs on the board. I've also got some QBs I like. I think I'm going to wait one more round on quarterback because there's two guys that I think could get back. Ooh, Waller's here? Oh, wow. Do I take Darren Waller or do I take another I'd, top 12? If I were you, the pick would be Waller easily for me. <sighs> that value is crazy. I know, but I mean, Joe Mixon, my RB12 is still sitting on the board. Ah. Just I'm just kidding. I'm going to like the RBs later that we'll get around because you're going to have guys like David Montgomery maybe there when you get back around. But Joe Mixon, I feel like, has an upside that none of these guys have. Like, I could get a league winner in Joe Mixon here. Maybe not a league winner since it's round three, but there are tight ends I like later too. I'm not going to, I'm going to try out waiting on tight end a little bit more. Give me Joe Mixon. Darren Waller goes right next. Uh, Justin Jefferson, CEH, Allen Robinson, and you're up, Chris, on the turn. Hmm. Man, I'm not happy to see who is available right here. Oof. I think I'm definitely going to go ahead and uh, grab Joe Burrow. Okay. So you got your first QB. My picks. And then um, your boy Aaron Rodgers is still here. And then I'll go ahead and grab Ryan Tannehill. No! And then Rodgers went next. Come on, Brady. Okay. At least Tom Brady got back. I was hoping either Brady or Tannehill would get back, and my preferred pick Stafford was Tannehill. Stafford is there. You're not going to take Stafford? I would take Brady over Stafford, yes. Uh, Rodgers, Pitts, Jacobs, Montgomery went, so now it's Brady for me as my super flex. Pretty happy with this team so far. Hopefully I'll be able to get a tight end later. Uh, Dobbins goes, then Miles Sanders, Mike Evans, Mark Andrews, Michael Thomas, Stafford, Lawrence, Hertz, Carson, McLaurin. Hawkinson went two picks before mine, and C.D. Lamb. Mm. Maybe I'm paying the price. Chris, I see who you're looking at. I know the guy you're looking at. It's not going to be mine. <sighs> Kenny G. Kenny G. Well, how f- Am I going to get Kenny G next round, maybe? Oh, this is a hard one. Oh, man. This is a really hard pick for me. Uh, With the two flex spots, I can definitely take another running back. Could be Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin could definitely be the pick here. 
I'm also considering Keenan Allen, who has dropped really, really far. Chris would love you would love the pick for Keenan Allen for your team, which mm-hmm. would be really funny. Yeah, if I'm worried he's not going to get back to me though. Take him. Um, he probably won't. Even if I don't take him, probably should have waited another round on quarterback. I probably shouldn't have spent two top four round picks on QBs. Uh, I still don't have a wide receiver. I don't want to miss out on my boy Kenny G. And uh, oh man, there's so many wide receivers later. I gotta do it. Got to take Miles Gaskin. Stick with my gut. Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase, Chris Godwin, Julio. Oh, that's a brutal wide receiver run for me. And you're up. And uh, I'm definitely looking at the RBs right now. Got Kareem Hunt, James Robinson, Mike Davis. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and grab the definitely the best RB available right now, Javante Williams. Oh, snipe. Great pick. He's going to he be really good at the end of the year. I'm looking at uh, just kind of best available at this point right now, just wide receiver and uh, RB. Let's see if there's anyone I really like here. Ooh, there is someone that I have pretty highly ranked, and um, it's going to be tough, but uh, value is just too much. I'm going to go ahead and grab Brandon Ayuk. ETN, Kareem Hunt, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper. Yes, my boy, my wide receiver 12, Kenny Galladay got back, and my bet paid off. I wasn't able to get both Galladay and Chase, which is unfortunate. I love that combo, but it's all right. Um, I'm far, I'm fine with my team so far. Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, Matt Ryan, Cooper Cup, James Robinson, Noah Fant, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, T. Higgins, Justin Fields, Baker Mayfield, and Dallas Goddard is here at the 7.7. I will take mm-hmm. him after Noah Fant went on the 6-7 turn. Happy with this squad. Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Mike Davis, Cortland Sutton, and Chris, you are up. Oh, and uh, I've got another RB that I am super high on going into this pick, and I will easily take him. Ronald Jones. There we go. That's who I thought you were taking at 601. Wow. Unite. That's a solid value. Um, you're back up with another pick. Your wide oh, receiver yeah. one is Brandon Ayuk, who I know you love, but still a little bit weak. Even you would admit that, I think. But zero wide receiver, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to go ahead and have to grab another wide receiver here. Um, I think I, know me, you're taking. I think that's going to have to be, Ooh, this is tough, but I have some guys I like in that next year of wide receivers. I'm going to go ahead and grab a little back. Um, is it Jalen Waddle? Three. Oh, Jalen Waddle, two attack of Iloa, Devonte Smith, Deshaun Watson. Devonte Smith is now gone. Oh, oh boy. That was, that's tough. I'm going to have to start loading up on receivers. This is a guy I don't pick often, but give me Jerry Judy, Chris. I know you like him. Uh-huh. There's some target potential there. I think you'd agree. Yep. Not too excited, though. Chase, especially with Cortland Sutton. Chase Edmonds, DJ Chark, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Daniel Jones, Juju, uh, Debo Samuel, Damian Harris, Raheem Mostert. I probably should have waited on QB2. Micah Sicky, Robert Tunyon, Robbie Anderson. I have to go Will Fuller. He has so much upside. I know it's hard to draft a guy who was suspended for the first game as your starter. But he could be two as wide receiver one. Maybe he'll break out. Maybe he won't get hurt. Leonard Fournette, Sam Darnold, LaVisca Chenault, Trey Sermon, and Chris is back up. Oh, Trey Sermon, one pick before me, man. Ooh, brutal snipe. Yep, sure is. Um, hmm. So I've definitely got some options. I mean, I think I, I'd love to get a third wide receiver, but I'd also get to love to get a, uh, another a flex here at, at the RB position. I also, um, let's see. 
I mean, Michael Carter is definitely a high potential pick, but right now I feel like I need a, a player that I can trust to start. You should probably take Tevin Coleman then. I'm going to go ahead and grab <laughs> Daryl Henderson. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, taking advantage of the system, Chris. Mm. Nice one. <laughs> funny, funny, funny. Taking advantage of the not updated system. Oh, I just realized that I was scrolling down and I found him. <laughs> oh, wow, that is that is actually very good. I'm very happy with that. <laughs> okay. Well, the poor guy who took Cam Akers at the 208 just to set a pick on fire. Thank goodness he also got DeAndre Swift and Miles Sanders, or else he might be really screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, Curtis Samuel, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, Michael Pittman, available wide receiver. Um, hmm. I'm not loving this wide receiver class, so uh, I think, but I think I should probably grab one. You still don't have a third starter. That's gonna be a problem. I have a third starting wide receiver. tough but uh, i'm gonna go ahead and grab my boy michael pittman all right logan thomas curtis samuel irv smith michael carter uh let me just check my rankings to make sure it's telling me the pick uh it's between my wide receiver 29 and my wide receiver 31 so i guess i should take who i have ranked higher i'll take antonio brown over brandon cooks uh Kenyon drake jarvis landry aj Dillon, brandon cooks tyler boyd zach moss james connor hunter henry rob gronkowski Marquise Brown, Mike Williams, Tyler Higby, one pick before me. Ooh, waiting on tight end and getting Tyler Higby would have been nice. Now I'm up and have some options here. Our, my starting lineup is filled out. Got to get three bench guys. I'll probably look for a quarterback later on. Um, I got to be – ooh, this is a tough pick for me. I think I got to go there, – there, there are multiple options. I know one guy who you're not taking, though. I'll take Elijah Moore. Give me another wide receiver with high upside. Naheem Hines, Corey Davis, Trey Lance, Gus Edwards, and you're up, Chris, on the turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I am very happy with where I'm actually sitting on this pick. Um, but I, I'm glad that I got some RB depth because uh, the RB is looking really, really thin right now. So I'm happy about that. Um, I think I'm just going to go ahead and grab another wide receiver here. Um, there are definitely some guys that I like on this list uh but i think i'm gonna have to go with my highest ranked which will be marvin jones oh no i can't believe it i thought you weren't gonna take him i mean when he's obviously the best available i'm gonna go ahead and take him and then i will grab uh my favorite tight end that's left as a backup i thought you didn't like him come on Oh, you, okay. Evan I mean, Ingram I didn't have him highest ranked. He really fell. <sighs> Dang it. I played the game and lost. I needed Marvin Jones with my thin wide receiver core. Devontae Parker, Michael Gallup, Rashad Bateman, Devin Singletary. Um, I'll just take a second quarterback. I will take Ryan Fitzpatrick as a guy who I can flex as well. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, Let's see. Uh... Tony Pollard, Darnell Mooney, Adam Troutman, Henry Ruggs, Russell Gage, Jamal Williams, Johnny Smith, J.D. McKissick, T.Y. Hilton, Nelson Aguilar, Rondell Moore, Cole Komet, and I'm back up. Last pick, you know who it's got to be, Chris, don't you? Mm-hmm. John Brown, of course. <laughs> Jared Cook, nice. Kenneth Gainwell, McCole Hardman, Austin Hooper, and you are up. 
Okay, um, I think I'm just going to go ahead and grab uh, my final tight end, and that is going to be my guy, James Winston. Oh, your final tight end, James Winston? Or, sorry, QB. Mm-hmm. I think if it, we win a few more rounds, I'd probably get someone like Gerald Everett to back up a tight end, but with three bench spots, that's it. We're done. What's your team, Chris? My team is looking like Nick Chubb, uh, at, or well, at RB, we've just got go Nick Q- Just go like your lineup. And then, okay, yeah. At okay. QB, I've got Joe Burrow and Ryan Tannehill, mm-hmm, so. and James Winston. Or well, why don't you read your like your your starting lineup and then your bench? Go to roster and then. Yeah, I know Joe Burrow and Ryan Tannehill are starters. I know, but that's not okay. Whatever, I'm picky about order, but okay. Joe Burrow <laughs> at QB, Nick Chubb and Javante Williams is my RB. Uh, or yes. well, it will be Nick Chubb and uh, Ronald Jones is my RBs one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, Odell Beckham, and Michael Pittman is my wide receivers. Marvin Jones on the bench. Maybe he can mm-hmm. sub in for Pittman. Travis Kelsey at tight end. Ronald Jones at flex. Or, I mean, uh, Javante Williams at flex. And Daryl Henderson as my other flex. And then Ryan Tannehill as my super flex. Oh, yeah. So, that okay. bottom of my roster is really strong. Travis Kelsey, Ronald, or Travis Kelsey, Daryl Henderson, Javante Williams, and Ryan Tannehill. That. <laughs> well, yeah, because you cheated the system. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Here is my team. Lamar Jackson at QB, Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon at running back, Kenny Galladay, Jerry Judy, Will Fuller, Dallas Goddard, Miles Gaskin, Antonio Brown are uh, Miles Gaskin and Antonio Brown are my flexes. Tom Brady is my super flex. Elijah Moore, Ryan Fitzpatrick, John Brown on the bench. Pretty happy with this squad. Mm-hmm. On the bench, I've got Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram, and James Winston. Very solid. Okay. That's it for the show. Check us out on Twitter at SGF pod at Calvin underscore SGF at Chris underscore SGF. Uh, live show at, at SG Sports Talk. Subscribe to Second and Goal Sports Talk on YouTube. So, th- yeah, this was a fun one, Chris. We got our mock draft, and I think this was probably a normal length show with it. I realized we hadn't actually been writing about the mock drafts in the show description, so I hope you stayed around and listened. I assume you did, but I'll put it in this one if I remember to. But, yeah, this is the final mock draft of the offseason. Next week, we got our full-on fantasy draft guide because it's almost August. And then after that, we will be previewing the divisions, just going by team and um, talking about the fantasy analysis, like as a team and some interesting players and going through it that way. Eight teams per episode. Then the season starts. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. That's all. Yeah. Any last thoughts before we go? Mm-mm. All good. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time.